Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning, Mum. Morning, darling. I feel very zen about this um, meal today. Why? Because it's all kind of prepped. I've prepped. I've learned from doing three seasons of Table Manners about prep. Prep's very important. So I feel very relaxed. Yeah. I feel like the guest is going to come in, have a lovely brunch with us, and leave with a full belly. Has it been nice not doing the food today? It's fabulous, darling. You always come in, when you don't do the food, you come in with a slight smug look on your face. I don't feel smug, I feel more serene. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't feel stressed. I don't even know that, Lenny. <laughs> even though I have travelled an hour in the traffic. Oh, so, okay. But anyway, today we have, actually, the person that beat us at the Arias. Never mind, it's very, very good podcast. It's not what you were saying on the night, was it? I, no. Um, it's a very, very good podcast. And it a really very is. worthy podcast. It's a really important podcast. Her name is Carrie Ad Lloyd. She is an actress, writer, comedian, and now an award-winning uh, podcaster with her amazing podcast called Griefcast, which interviews comedians, mostly comedians. I think maybe she's going past just comedians. I mean, who have dealt with grief. Yeah, losing a loved one, um, a relative, a dog, and everyone chooses somebody that they'd like to nominate to talk about and it's a very cathartic experience and I think that the added part that they're comedians they kind of find a way to kind of laugh about it or see the funny side of death I don't know it's I've, I've been listening to it for a while and everyone's story is so different but there's something so relatable about everybody's kind of almost like their embarrassment about how they reacted to something or what you remember about that day when somebody passed away and um, Carrie had lost her dad when she was 15 and so she said in interviews that this has become a kind of therapy for her and a way of kind of talking about him and talking about her in this club of people that grieve but I I'm sure she's kind of maybe doesn't want to talk about grief today (laughs) so we should talk about food with her we will I think she has she has uh, I don't know how old her baby is now she has a young kid I wonder if her kid got a pom-pom stuck up her nose today maybe not brunch was nearly off because I had to go to nursery and um they said you get that phone call not to worry the baby's right next to me and she's absolutely fine but she does have a pom-pom stuck up her nose and I said well can't you just try and get it out um and and I said am I a bad parent saying can you sort this out they said well we would prefer for you to basically they just want to lump you with if it goes of course they do um anyway I went and I had to go and get like 10,000 different tweezers 
I went and as soon as I walked through, they were like, she just sneezed it out, which is great. Oh. But the sweetest thing that she said. What did, did she I say? No. When she couldn't get it out, and I think they, she was finding it quite funny, they went, okay. And she went, don't worry, mummy will fix it. <laughs> Those wonderful words. I know. If only Jim hadn't ruined that line for me, I could have written a book about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, mum will fix it. Anyway, on the menu today is a kedgeri. Fab. No, don't lie, mum. I do when love kedgeri. When I text... Kedgeri. I do love kedgeri. No, I do. When I texted you this morning, I said, I'm doing a smoked mackerel kedgeri. And you said, uh. No, it was only the uh, because I'm used to doing it with smoked haddock. But, but... But I have had smoked mackerel kedgeri made by someone else and it was delicious. Okay, well, please don't say er next time because now uh, I'm worried that she's no, going to be thinking No, she uh. won't be er. No, it'll be er. <laughs> no, it could have been ah. You said ah, er. No, it was an er, quizzical er, not a mm. er. Anyway, I'm going to serve it with a watercress salad because we will probably be eating at about 12.30. Watercress salad with raw grated beetroot. I've toasted some hazelnuts and I've got a horseradish cream to kind of wow. gun upon. Yeah, I think it's quite Sounds nice. Sounds gorgeous. And then I did make a granola because I've been making loads and loads of granola, which my husband eats as like a snack. It kind of just handfuls like it's popcorn. And I said, that's not how you treat granola. It's really annoying me that you're doing that. The etiquette is completely wrong. So I'll, I'll make a really big batch and it will be gone within like a day. No, but Sam likes cereal. Yeah, he does, but I just he think He will eat not... it all the time. He and eat... porridge. Yeah, but my granola, he's, he's, it's outrageous. And I said, please learn how to make well, it. Uh, Jesse, I don't think we need to worry. He's got legs like matchstalks. I'm I not mean, worried he... about him putting on weight. I'm worried about me not being able to eat it when I've just made it. Okay, but no, be generous, Jesse. Anyway, Carrie Ed Lloyd coming up on Table Manners. Carrie Lloyd, thank you so much for coming thank on here. Thank you for having me. I'm so I, excited. Well, I feel like I feel a bit like Hillary Clinton, to be honest, <laughs> and I feel like this is our offering to say, "Well done for beating us in the podcast." No, I didn't beat you. Yes, you bloody did. You won. You won a different category, weren't you? No, you were oh, a category. Shit. You were in a, a lead. You were. Oh my god, of course. Yes. but you were nominated. You were another one, and you didn't schlep to Leeds. Oh, I was in a play. Fair I was in a play about death on brand. <laughs> and um, so I couldn't go, but my editor was there and I was really sad not to be there. I really wanted to go. I'm so but sorry. No, don't say sorry. You deserve it. Honestly, I think it was, I think it's, it's brilliant and Griefcast is so important. Does it, I mean, oh, I feel like you've probably been asked this loads. No, go for it. Is go it just it. kind of, it, it, has it, it become quite a full-time job? This? Yeah. 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 Well, maybe, I don't know, you you guys do seasons, don't you? Yeah. We. I stupidly, like, oh, so much of my life is, like, just decisions I didn't think about. <laughs> and I just thought all podcasts had to be weekly. I didn't know there was another option. Shit. So I just made it weekly. And then, literally, I recorded an intro where I said, each week. So I, I thought, know. Well, I've got to do it now. I've said each week on the intro. <laughs> you can make your own rules. I know. My editor was like, you could change it. I was like, oh, I don't know how it is. Fine. Um, your way of interviewing people. It's not an interview, it's a chat, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? definitely a chat. It's like this. It's like, yeah, you know. but you really, you know, did you think that you had that in you to become, <laughs> you're basically, you are a therapist in a sense. I've sort of become, become a, a weird therapist. Yeah. No, not at all. So my dad died when I was 15, pancreatic cancer. And so when I started the podcast, I don't know, maybe a bit like this, where 
it's a skill you didn't know was a skill. So mm. like I've spent 20 years talking to people mm. about death. And as soon as they would say, oh, you know, my dad or my mum has cancer, I'd be like, oh, hey, don't worry about it. I've been through it. Let's talk about it. Because I was very open about it. Mm. So when it came to the podcast, like somebody said, oh, well, you know, what train it? How did you work it out? I was like, I've spent 20 years talking to people about death. So I've accidentally been training myself. And it's like, if someone said, oh, how have you worked on this relationship? You'd be like, well, she's my mum. I'm like, that's that's just what we've done. Mm. We didn't have to like go for a workshop and work out how we were going to do it. What what prompted you uh, at the very beginning? Was it, did you have a supportive family who allowed you to talk about that? Yeah, my family were like very open about it. So I described my parents as like quite hippie and we would go to like family connecting workshops and like communes in Scotland. I want to ask you about this. Yeah, they were like very open. So when my dad was sick, it was very open with us and after he died we talked about it a lot it was never packed away at all we talked about it all the time to the point I said once my mum actually one Christmas said can we just have a bloody Christmas where we don't talk about it or we all have a row about it we all end up crying we just have a normal Christmas I was like that's not our family mum so we're very open so I've always I've always talked about it very yeah easily and honestly so this um hippie (laughs) family yeah because I've listened to Adam Buxton oh yeah um, yeah it was great interview well he's I love him so much his father just recently yeah he came really he was my first episode and his dad had died maybe like three months before he spoke to me Mm. but because I approached I sort of knew him through comedy Mm. but because he talked about it on his podcast I felt like okay you're in the sphere of talking because that's the thing some people however successful or famous you are they just don't want to talk about it it's absolutely fair enough so I emailed him and said would you like to I'm starting this podcast would you like to do it and he said are you trained in any way and I said no no no, I'm not and he was like oh okay and then he came along and we just had a nice chat and he was your your first was he the first interview he wasn't the first interview I did it was my first episode yeah but the first interview I did was so my best friend is Sarah Pascoe who I love and I listened to that one so she's amazing she's amazing I know I've listened to her on Dolly Alderson's love story oh god yeah yeah she's it's like all this cross-pollinate like it's kind of all she's brilliant mum you'd love her yeah she's completely inappropriate and how I love her how do I know her stand up she does she loads of panel yeah, shows uh, yeah, she's on I've, telly constantly she, yeah and she's often on the radio yes, I think yes yeah. yeah. did you meet through the circuit no we met at uni we met before like either of us were doing anything so like we're like proper like she's lived with me and my mum in North London and Carrie Ad Lloyd is not a North London name. no it is not it is not it's it is a Welsh, Welsh name. name yeah it's a Welsh so name so my dad's Welsh. side of Welsh yeah okay yeah but it's you're quite right it's not a North London name. yeah because <laughs> having grown up in North London but so Sarah lived with you and your mum yeah she lived with me and my mum for ages after uni because we both wanted to be actors and we had no money so she moved into my brother's old room and uh yeah it was like you're like sisters <laughs> yeah we are like sisters and she has two other sisters so like real sisters so she treats me I'm like I get roped into the sistership whereas I have a brother so I'm always very confused <laughs> like, oh, yeah. what is happening because we sell fights by you know a punch and a yes, cry and that's very end of it yeah girls. so different I've had to learn how to be a sister and yeah. I think I've got the hang of it now <laughs> but yeah sorry so Pasco was my first one because I said to her I've got this idea can I practice on you and she was like I haven't got any proper ones I was like granddad's count grandparents count I thought hers was really touching yeah, it's lovely and I kind it? of loved that when you said have you got a... so what was your grandma like and she went well because she's dead I can be like can speak quite frankly yeah yeah she didn't like her much yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of so frank but she talked about her granddad and kind of 
um, her dad. The amazing story, her dad decided, to, they, he wanted to say, oh, he's going to tell the kids your granddad's died, but he wanted to be cheery. So he bought them cream cakes. So they were like, ah, oh, cream cakes, cream cakes. She's got two sisters and they were buying into the cream cakes. He said, your granddad's died. So she was like, this mix of like amazing, sweet, lovely cream cake and the noise, the knowledge that my granddad's just died. She was like, it was the worst. Okay. But he thought, that's good. They'll be happy. They're eating cakes. So now does she associate cream cakes with her granddad? Well, she's yeah. a vegan. So put that together, therapist. There you go. No, she was, she was really brilliant and kind of, you know, also kind of talking about food and grief. Yeah, you kind of touched yeah. on that. Yeah, we did actually, that. And yeah. I guess you've done, how many episodes have you done now? 56 now. Oh, you've very well. That's yeah, great. Yeah. But has food come into yes. it quite a lot? Because I can imagine it's quite a poignant... It m- depends on the person. Mm, right. The first time it really came in, there was an amazing writer called Nikesh Shul- Shulka. Um, and Is he, she on the... He, he, oh, okay, no. He wrote a book called Coconut Unlimited. And um, he was the first time I really connected food and grief I hadn't really I just hadn't made that connection because my family have interesting relationship with food and he talked about after his mum died needing that uh, Indian cooking and not being able to get that specific type, you know region of cooking and trying to cook his mum's recipes and finding her recipe book and then he created a show where he would cook they recreated his mum's kitchen and he would cook for 12 people and talk about her and it was like a sort of theatre show in Bristol oh wow and that was the first time I was like of course like that memory, that taste that can take you back to, mm. you know, and then Jess Fosterkew, who does an amazing podcast called Hoovering, all right. about um, eating, but with, uh, she interviews comedians about eating. And I interviewed her and she was talking about her Austrian grandmother and the soups she used to make and her trying to make them now for her son. And I was like, of course, it's a memory. Like, I haven't really... That's, it's interesting because when my sister died, her children kept her recipe book. Oh, yeah. That was so really lovely. important yeah. because she was a great cook and they wanted her particular recipes for certain things. I've had a lot of people doing that and trying to get them reprinted. So, like, you yeah. know, all those bits of paper that are sort of falling yeah. out you kind of make into a proper And recipe. I know that my grandmother had a recipe for a Christmas pudding that we can't find anywhere. And it was the best recipe because it had big glacé cherries in it. And it tasted great, but I don't think anybody kept it. We need it for the cookbook. I know. Is, you know, you're a comedian. Right, first and foremost. (laughs) What would you say you are first and foremost? Writer, actress? Comedian, writer, actor, improviser. It depends what day of the week it is. Oh, really? Yeah, podcaster. At the moment, I'm in a play, but I'm also... I've also just written the panto for the Lyric Hammersmith. So I'm also nice. in panto rehearsals. Oh, and you've written a panto? Yeah, co-written, I should okay, say, with the so, director. So is it based on an old... Yeah, they do. The Lyric have like a rotor. So I'm. we just got given Dick Whittington. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so... Are you happy with that choice? Yeah, no, it's great. It's just like... Are you going to be in it? No, no, I'm just writing. It's really nice. So we just... It's all. It's written. They is Dick a girl or a boy? Uh, it's a boy. Very nice guy called Luke. Um, is it on uh, this Christmas? Yeah, yeah, it's on Brilliant. this Christmas. Brilliant. Um, so when does it start? Oh, I think it starts end of November. Okay, yeah, because everyone gets into Christmas like yeah, now, don't they? Yeah, so. I think it's like from the twenty fourth or something like that. Oh, Brilliant. Okay. But um, the lyric, because it's a theatre, theater, it's not like it's not like a famous person variety show. It's like a play, really, with some pop songs. So which pop songs have you got? Oh, Are you allowed to talk about? I it? am. It's just honestly, I'm the oldest person because like 
that constantly I was suggesting stuff. They're like, it's not current enough, Carrie Ann. Oh God. So what <laughs> so have you got in there? I had to Google like cool song. I literally Googled um, hot summer songs. What oh my God, you're such a mom. Because I didn't know. I know. Me and the director, Jude, we just had no clue. So a Paloma Faith one is in there. So what, what Paloma Faith song? Oh, okay. So Gala. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that her? Is yeah. that Paloma Faith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Paloma and Sigala. Oh yeah. God. Um, but like, we were like fighting to get a... That's We've got so um, Fairy Tale of New York in. We managed to get that in. Oh, well done. Yeah, we were like trying to get the old school. I honestly can't even. Oh, there's another. There's a step song in there. Brilliant. <laughs> Scared of the dog or something. I don't like know that. that one. Yeah. My manager manages steps. Oh, I'll really? be very happy to know. Yeah, about there's that. a step song. Um, who was the cook in your family? <laughs> was your dad a good cook? Um, <laughs> so my dad loved food yeah. and I think probably would have been quite good but wasn't around was working a lot mm-hmm. and my mum will kill me but she was not a cook so my mum is originally from the East End and then they moved to Essex and uh, she claims she tried to bring us up on like organic um, whole wheat stuff but she claims, she's a hippie yeah but we moaned so she would decant you know like the non-sugar ketchup into Heinz bottles Oh, and wow. we would Genius. to try and get us to use it, but my brother was like, "Oh my god, just on it!" He would literally pour it out and go, "This is this is the weird ketchup," and she'd do like um, swap the cornflakes like or into Kellogg's oh. boxes to try and fool it. But we knew every time, so she kind of gave up the fight, and we ended up on a lot of Finder's crispy pancakes. So <laughs> I nothing wrong with that. I until I when I met my husband, my now husband, he once said to me. Um, I'm gonna why don't I just make a pasta sauce and I laughed because I said what do you how would you make a pasta sauce I said who are you Lloyd Grossman because I didn't what know do you mean? I didn't know I thought it came in jars I couldn't conceive of what do you mean make it so oh do you know you're a bit like Joe Dempsey it was everything was in jars so like we'd have tuna and sweet corn pasta or Lloyd Grossman tomato pasta or we'd have Finder's crispy pancakes potato waffle like there was set I remember when Lloyd Grossman pasta sauces came out and it Bit was posh. like that Putinesca pasta sauce was bloody <laughs> it good. was nice it was nice yeah yeah so when he started he was like well it's just tomato he started frying garlic I was like I don't understand what's happening so uh, did, I take it then are you not much of a cook I am a baker oh okay so, wow yeah love I'm bakers. well cakes rather I can do bread but I'm like cakes and stuff I'm amazing at cakes. Oh, oh yeah. right. Oh. I know I should oh. have bought them. Uh, 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 tell me what your best I'm, cake is. Um, well, my my best is a pavlova. I'm famous for my pav. Okay. Um, what, what, is, what is your You're special? a good meringue maker. I'm a very good meringue maker. And I don't there brag about There are people that things. can make meringues in yeah. this world. There's worlds divided. Yes. <laughs> the meringue makers and the non-meringue makers. I'm a good meringue and maker. And I don't know what it is because I can cook, but my meringues aren't oh, really? the best. I think your meringues are good. They're okay, but I've got friends who can't cook shit and they've got meringues. Yeah, as that's what I'm like. Bunches of flowers. So you can do like the Ottolenghi style meringues. Uh, yeah, I can you do know them. The ones or, that are like kind of, they're yeah, just like. Yeah, but I like huge. the really chewy ones. Me too. How yeah. do you make them chewy? So tell us your quantities. So I do six egg whites, 350 grams of sugar. Yeah. Uh, and then the trick is, that. yeah, you've got to get your sugar. I am addicted to sugar. That's why I like cooking for things that I like, which is cake. Okay. And then the trick is, I can't remember the exact measurements, but it's like a tablespoon of vinegar and a tablespoon of corn flour. Yeah. Mix that in. You don't yeah, do that. I do okay. Okay. And okay. that's where you get the chewy from. That's yeah. the vinegar. Yeah. And you can use the old malt vinegar. It doesn't matter. Okay. And that will make your meringue slightly brown, but I don't care. I'm I not bothered. Sure. Some people yeah. want the white, white meringue, but I don't no. mind. And then the trick is it's putting the sugar in a teaspoon at a time. And people, teaspoon. a teaspoon at a time, Let's and take keep whisking. About two years to make them around. And people rush, <laughs> and they go, "Oh, I can't be bothered." That's how you ruin it. A teaspoon at a time. Do you whisk or fold in the sugar? Uh, whisk. 
So yeah. I whisk it, then really stiff, and then I I do it as I'm going. So you can't. So I'm whisking with the electronic uh, one. Cariad is whisking. I'm whisking. Uh, she's <laughs> whisking. She's whisking. And then with that teaspoon, you're like this. So you're doing it like regularly. You hold the whisk in your left yeah. hand. Yeah. Okay. Hold it in my left hand like that, and keep going, keep stirring, and then just and do not rush the sugar. I swear, I think that's what makes Cariad, difference. Can we put that in our cookbook as Cariad's yes. chewy meringue? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll and send you can, the proper thing. And can you tell me what temperature your oven's on? Oh, I think because there's a big debate yeah, about whether you have know. it on. Low, low, low. I would do like 130. 130. I think 150 fan, yeah. 150. So quite low. Yeah, low. And then for an hour, you cook it for an hour. Yeah, cook it slow. See, I would say 150 is quite high. Oh, really? Yeah. Depends on your oven, right? We have. She knows how to make them and you don't. So. (laughs) No, it depends on your oven because I've got a shit oven oven at the moment. Mm -hmm. And my mum's house. My mum does no cooking, so the oven is shit. So that's why I learnt my pavlova and I learnt it. For the mum's oven. So, so for shit <coughs> ovens, adjust for your oven. Yeah. If you've got like, if her oven literally like, you might as well stand next to it to get warm. The heat's just leaking out of it. So I think that's why I did 150 for that one. Yeah. If it's a good, if you've got a good yeah. new one, probably yeah. lower. Yeah. Okay. So I love a pav. What do you put on your pavlova? I, can't, I just love a raspberry pav. Raspberry. I love it. Whisp, um, whipped cream. I don't add the sugar to the cream. Some people do, but I've got enough of You don't mind. need to. You've just done three yeah, exactly. grams. Yeah. And then I do raspberries and then half a passion fruit and then chopped yeah. mint leaves. Gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous. That is my... Oh. I, wish, I wish I'd known that you were a sweet person. Oh, I'm sorry. So I, did sorry. Try and, I did try and feed that in. Because <laughs> I, I heard one where you were talking about puddings and I was like, oh, gosh, well, tell I, them. I, I, I did make a healthy granola. You can have yeah, some. Everyone, <laughs> love, everyone you. loves granola, no, we've Jess. Got, I, you've, I've got some compote and granola you can have as well that I honestly anything sweet anything um, so besides pavlova what else um cakes victoria sponges chocolate yeah. cakes chocolate light brownies. are they light very light i pride myself on my lightness i'm i'm loving this confidence oh yeah honestly you know what i'm not a confident person but you know when like you things you know you know you're you good can at. do it yeah i am good at pavlova all hats suit me and i'm a really hot dancer that is what those okay <laughs> wow. those are, the, those are facts yeah yeah if i was single but there's a lot of other things i have no faith in myself at all but we won't focus on those no but like i, I want to know what your dance song is yeah i do as well oh, i dance it i dance since she's got steps in the pantomime she says she's a hot dancer <laughs> I don't, I mean, my joke was i dance like a stripper whose dad didn't love her oh wow, wow. Bad girl. yeah it's bad <laughs> and it's always really funny because Nobody ever expects it, I think. I think I give off not that vibe. But yeah, I dance like... like a hot. pole dancer. I, yeah, yeah, it looks like a pole dancer. I, I like the What's your favourite sort of music? Well, I... Are you hip-hop or old no, soul? No, I really love listening to soul, Motown, like a massive David Bowie fan, yeah. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. But when I'm dancing... Can't really pole dance to No, Joni. when I'm dancing, it's like... <laughs> Oh, you know, Beyonce's the best, I think. You cannot be yeah. Beyonce. Crazy enough. Yeah. And can oh, you, so can you move your bottom like Beyonce? Yeah, not bad. Oh, God. Wow. Damn it. Why is this a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) 
Because I'm really hungry and we've only got an hour with you more because you've got lots of important things to be doing, <laughs> I'm going to start cooking. Brilliant. So while Jess is cooking, I'll, I'll, I'll deputise and ask what she <laughs> normally asks. What would be, she uses the word last supper. But I'm a perfect person for I that. I know you are. It's fine, go for it. Okay, what would be your last supper? No, we're allowed more than one course, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Oh, it's because I, I do listen to the show and I love it. Okay. But I, but I'm. It's tricky. I, I'd like to start with a prawn cocktail, if I may. <laughs> so many people have prawn cocktails. I know. Cocktails. I know. But I just love a prawn cocktail, and it reminds me of being a kid. So it's very comforting because we used to have prawn cocktail, and like that was like a real it's treat. Like you're going out dinner. Yeah, yeah. and also. I haven't got past the moment my mum blew my mind by mixing mayonnaise and ketchup and making that thousand Mary Rose. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? We could have this sauce all the time. She was like, yeah, it's just it's brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, really good. Um, or like scampi, little scampi or scampi. something. Scampi. Fried. Yeah. Or, or kind of uh, fried in batter. Yeah, fried in batter. Oh, proper scampi. Yeah, I went to Hawksmoor the other day. Oh, did you? I, oh, I love Hawksmoor. Yeah, they do now. They've got a new one that's just fish in town, and then we didn't go to that one. But they had they had a scampi with like asparagus, and it was oh, I'm my mouth's watering thinking about it. It was so good. But then I probably would like two puddings, please. So you're, you're <laughs> skipping your main course. Yeah. Scampi's going. Is it going to be scampi and chips? No, I. Oh. Or scampi with the asparagus. Yeah, probably that that scampi because it was so nice. Yeah. And I'm just not, I'm, I said, I'm such a sugar fiend that I might, I don't, well, I'm going to die anyway, so don't worry. Because I don't need, I eat my mains to stop me being hungry. That's the main reason uh, I eat it. Okay, so you would. So I don't yeah. mind being hungry if so I'm dead. So you go skip straight yeah. to food. Okay, so which. I don't know if I even want the prawn cocktail now. Can I have three puddings? Okay, three puddings. <laughs> okay, just you because it's you. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, okay, let's have three puddings. So then I'd like a pavlova. Yeah. A slice pavlova that I haven't made. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want the And fuss. would you have the same raspberries? Yeah, in, raspberry yeah. passion fruit. Then I would like, this is one of the best puddings I've ever had. And we had it at the, have you ever been to the, is it called the Sportsman? It's oh, yeah, in just Whitstable. Down. Oh, no, I've not been. All I want to do is go to the Sportsman. It's, it's very hard to get in. Yes, we were so lucky. We were in Whitstable and they we tried they to win. They had a cancellation. <laughs> and even better, I didn't know I was pregnant. And so I ate all the oysters. <laughs> Because I didn't know. And then I was like, thank God I went there. Do you like oysters? I love oysters. Yeah, I do like oysters. Dolly like, Alderton does. Yeah, although I did have a bad experience. So now I will only eat them at the bestest restaurants. Okay. I've never risked them again. After but my... we're not having oysters. No, Because you're having three puds. So at, and you've had pavlova. So pavlova. And then I'd want something chocolatey. Like maybe just a really good chocolate brownie. Or like a... Oh. Just something chocolatey. I don't mind. I'm so. I don't mind like a chocolate tart or like a pecan and chocolate tart or all pear and pear and chocolate frangipan. Oh wow! Mm, from a particularly Parisian deli that I used to go to, and so, then Mammy Gatto. It's on Rue Cherche du Midi, uh, in the oh maybe twelfth arrondissement. It's amazing. It's one of the best cake places I've ever been to, and we lived in Paris for a tiny amount of time, and we used to go there every day. You and your husband. Yeah. And uh, but the pudding I had at the Sportsman was, oh my god, it was an apple souffle, Bramley yeah. apple souffle wow. with burnt caramel ice cream, and they put the ice cream on top of the souffle, and it like sank, it sank, and then as you ate it, I can't. It, so it was really theatrical it was, the whole thing. But it, yeah, but not so showy that it was like yeah. annoying. It was just like, oh my god, this is beautiful. It tasted of autumn. 
<gasps> it tasted of bonfires, smelt leaves, and all like it smelt like it tasted of that Clever. smell on like. I, just because it was like the caramel and did the apple. Did you eat it in autumn? No, we didn't. And it, it transported me to like every crisp autumn morning you've ever had. And it was the like most delicious. night. And, yeah. yeah. It was, my mouth is watering thinking about it. So yeah, I'd have a pe- wow. the pear and chocolate frangipan. Would I have a pav? Yeah, sure, pav. Any, any pudding. <laughs> I'd have three puddings. Do you ever please. use lemon curd with your pavlova? I haven't done. I love lemon curd though a lot. Well, if you love lemon curd, I mean, I do a roulade, which a friend... <gasps> With the cream as well? With the passion fruit cream and lemon curd. Oh, my God. And then roll it up. It's delicious. I do a chocolate log. Yeah. I do Yule log. Yeah, that's what... Do you? Yeah, but I'm not very... I'm not great at getting the roulade. But then it doesn't matter with chocolate log, does it? Just keep going. I just put the icing sugar all over it. I think the thing is not to be scared of roulade and rolling it. Yeah, Yeah, once you do. And to accept it's going to crack. It's not going to look like a Swiss roll, you know. And then that's... Mine always very flat. Yeah. Oh. But you know what I mean? As in the shape is flat. Yeah. The sponge is good. I can don't. Doubt I the just n- can you make a Genoese sponge? You know, yeah, I'm I've great. made Genoese. Yeah, with the yeah. what you heat something. Yeah, but I because I I really follow recipes to the letter. Yeah, and so I made a Genoese sponge when I was about seventeen. But I didn't know it was Genoese. But I just wanted to make this lavender cake, so I just did it because I was like, well, I just. It, and now I remember reading, going, oh, I've got heat. Oh, okay. Well, I don't normally do that, and just. So I think do you watch helped. Bake Off? I do watch Me Bake too. Off. Me too. Yeah, but Obsessed. I haven't watched this series because oh, it's been so busy. That looks delicious. Oh, babe, I'm really. I know. Very sorry, sad that you're getting like full savoury. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This isn't usually we do a pud, but I, we can definitely have the compote. Off. No, it's absolutely fine. Honestly, I am happy with savoury. God, it sounds really ungrateful. I no, no we're we're actually not big pudding people. I think yeah. my son is, and that's why he's good at it. Yeah, no, most people aren't fussed. It is I am. Oh, I alone. think lots of people would skip to pudding. When I go to a restaurant, I look at the pudding menu first, work out what I want, and then I judge the main so you on can how fit much room it all I've got. In. Yeah. 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 That's my... Well, you are little. I shouldn't think you could eat enormous amounts. I Well, I can eat quite a surprising amount. Okay. Yeah, especially a pudding. I can eat a whole pavlova. You couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it. I mean, Do you I've, like I've, I've, I've made a pavlova and then like, you know, two, carried on two people it. have had a... Like, say it was three of us, we've all had a slice. I thought, well... Keep going. I'll keep going. And I'm because I made it, I don't mind picking from the tray. Table manners. That's the name of our podcast. Yes, yeah. Bad yeah. table manners. What what do you not what what do you not like or what do you expect in others? I, I'm not too judgy because I don't think I have very good table manners. Oh we're just about to You're see. gonna see. I'm because I talk so much, I have a terrible habit of talking with food Your mouthful. Yeah. I think I do too. I just can't help because I think I'll miss the I, Yeah, you miss your opportunity. You miss your opportunity to get or in. the conversation goes and you're like, I wanted to ask them about that. Yeah. Like so I have a terrible habit of yeah, eating my mouthful. Talking with my mouth. Um, this looks amazing. Oh, thank you, babe. I actually haven't made it before, so I I don't know if it's going to be. It's any going good. to be delicious. But um, this is sort of thing my brother cooks. My brother's a really good cook. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I just thought because I don't know you you're on on stage later. You need some carbs. Yeah, no, know? the good thinking. And I'm trying to do big lunches. And then yeah, because s- you don't want to be yeah. burping on stage. No. So we've got um, um, smoked mackerel kedgeri. Oh, smoked mackerel. Yes, which made mum feel a bit funny. No, I love mackerel. Oh, I'm really glad it's mackerel because what it normally is, I'm not so keen smoked on smoked haddock. haddock. I, find I prefer mackerel. Yes. To... My husband makes kedgeri with the haddock and it stinks the kitchen out. Okay, we'll try yeah, this. Uh, actually, the kitchens well, because, smell free. To be honest, the smoked um, mackerel was already yeah, done yeah. and then I just flaked it in. No, it's beautiful. So um, I... 
said this. I haven't made it too spicy because mum doesn't like spice. I like don't like spice. It doesn't look that pretty. It looks proper otolengi. Oh, bless it you. It does. Because that's what my brother's obsessed with otolengi. Yeah, well, oh, what are you oh, doing? Hello. Oh, he fucking always knows when the food's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's coming. Come and have And that looks a bit miserable. And then we've got a beetroot and watercress salad where I've toasted some hazelnuts and oh. I've done a horseradish creme fraiche kind wow. of thing. Looks gorgeous, darling. Yeah, I don't like spice. I'm terrible. And when I went to India, they laughed at me all the time because I, I just because everything can't I find it. everything was me, I, everything yeah, too hot. Me too. And my sister and I was Japanese, and kidding? when we went to Japan, we had this amazing sushi with wasabi. And I, these, darling, she might not be. Able oh to, shit! Yeah, she's tiny. Okay, fine. Sorry. This Japanese chef was in hysterics at me with wasabi because he was like, there, he was saying there wasn't very much, and I was like, oh, it's so strong, it's so strong. I've just had cardamom. Oh, sorry. Delicious. Oh, okay, fine. It's beautiful. Don't mind oh, cardamom. It's delicious, This Jessie. is so nice. Oh, good. This is like the nicest category I've ever oh, had. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Do you remember what your dad wanted to eat when he was poorly? No, not when he's poorly. He was a big, and I get this from him, we're a big, like, um, picker, put everything on the table. You know, so my, my favourite, one of my favourite memories is Saturday lunch. He'd go to the market and he'd buy prawns from the local market and then he'd get me to shell them and then on the table would just be like you know oh god like tomatoes and bread and cheese and ham and the best prawns. kind of lunches and then you'd just sit there and everyone would and that's like my dream is just mm. like just be able to pick because mm. my brother eats so much like hollow legs as my mum says so it was a nice way like you know you wouldn't be like oh my god I've got to eat so much you just pick what you want and keep going has your mum met someone else? No, no, never. I know it's um. She she dated people. She's yeah had, but she sort of she sort of jokes like, when you get to her age and you do have to go back on that scene, she's like they're all bored and divorced and full of baggage. And she was like, I'd rather be at home with the duvet watching Antiques Roadshow. Thank you very much. And she sounds wonderful. Yeah, I can't really argue with her. <laughs> she have got her on with you. Yeah, she's great. My mum, she's bloody brilliant. She's really really like I'm very lucky. I feel very lucky because. My dad was great, but my mum always says, like, if it'd been the other way around, she's like, oh, you'd be, fu- you'd be fucked. <laughs> if I'd gone, you'd be in real trouble. Because she just, a very strong, hold everything together, hold me and my brother together completely and just kind of got on with it. You know, Finder's crispy pancakes and all. Mate, well, well yeah. What else can you do? Mm. You know, but some people do fall apart. And, yeah, you know, it's true. I can remember when my dad died and I was really close to my dad and I can remember the next day walking, uh, not the next day, it was about two weeks later and I was really grief stricken mm. and I thought, how long will it take for me not to think yeah. about him every single half hour? And I walked across this, I remember walking across Waterloo Bridge and he must have been dead about a month. And I thought, you know, you're all walking past me, you don't know what's happened to me. The yeah. most momentous thing that ever has happened in my life has happened. You just don't know that Tuesday will follow Monday because the everything that you relied on just has been turned upside down. We talk about a lot in the process <clears throat> of like, it's like the tablecloth's been pulled. Yeah. So everything sort of looks the same, but it's moved. Yeah. And so you you feel like, oh, but my life is something's... Something's not quite right. Or I always say to my therapist, it's like, I'm at the deep end and I keep going to put my foot down. I'm like, where, 
where is it? Yeah. I thought it was there. And of that, you know, not having that stability in your life. Yeah. And what I love doing grief class is um, I interviewed Julia Samuels, who is a grief psychotherapist yeah. and has written an amazing book called Grief Works. And she was the first friend to say to me that when you're grieving, the part of your brain lights up is the same part that lights up as depression. So, you know, when we talk about depression and we talk about like, oh, you, you can't move it, nothing you can do. And obviously grief isn't depression, but to understand that chemically your brain is isolating you, is telling you no one understands you. You're the only person who feels like that. Everyone's walking past you on that bridge and they don't get it. Like it is chemically telling you that, which is why you feel so fucking awful. <laughs> but I think you think, well, I'd say, oh, I'm being silly or making a fuss. But Maybe even go away. when you're older mm. and you, so I had my own, ch- own children when my dad died. Yeah, how old were you when he died? Of 43. Okay, yeah. It's really hard. I think there's also that thing of the guilt when maybe you do forget to think about them. Yeah, yeah. you realise that... The days you feel happy, you feel terrible, you know, it's it's ridiculous. But but I think, I I mean, I feel very sad because, so my dad died Mm. and they were quite young and then um, my sister died, then my brother died. So they were quite young and they experienced all this loss. You know, it's just awful. Yeah, it is so hard. Mm. It's so hard, and it. That's you know, my dad died, and then my grandpa died. He was like my dad's dad, who I yeah worshipped. Yeah. Very quickly <clears throat> after. Yeah, six months. He literally just died of a broken heart. Yeah, and um, and then suddenly all these great aunts and great uncles died. So we had like I went from sort of not being just very normal, kind of everything was kind of okay, to like oh, this is what the world is like, is it? Like, but do you know something? People who haven't experienced loss are not prepared for things no, in life. I do agree. And I know it sounds terrible thing to say that no, you don't no. want to, but I do think the world isn't secure no, always. No, it isn't, yeah. And if you've never experienced any loss when you're young, yeah. I don't think you're prepared later. I can Because you're agree. so yeah. totally protected from... Uh, those feelings and that's when people don't cope I think and we talk about on the show all the time of the positives of grief yeah because as much you know there's this big movement in birth now to be like hey sometimes having a kid isn't all roses you know let's talk about that Mm. but in grief I feel like hey sometimes you're okay or positive things happen it's Mm. not the worst thing in the world it's Mm. awful and tragic and then like you said you get a strength from it which we all people who are grieving sort of hide and be like oh yeah actually I'm quite strong now Mm. but I feel like we should celebrate that and be like I can cope with things because yeah my dad died when I was 15 I'm fucking I'm quite tough and a lot of stuff that's happened to me afterwards I've been like yeah but you're not dead, so I think we'll be all yeah. right, you know. And obviously, it doesn't mean I'm glad he died. At no, all. it's just oh, but you, 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 you it's given it. you other yeah other strengths skills, yeah, and skills. Carrie, thank you so much for being on this, and you really do deserve all the awards and acclaim that you are getting for Gravecast. It is truly important, and I think like it, it's been a pleasure to talk with they you. They can't not give it to the death one, can they? That's what I think. <laughs> But a bit awkward, wouldn't it? She talks about a dead dad, but you're not going to give her the award. Well, that's shame on you. No, you definitely, definitely deserve <laughs> everything you. that's happening for you. Well, I'm very happy that it meant I could come on this podcast and have the nicest lunch I've had in such oh, a long time. Bless you. Thank you. Jessie, she was so I told you you'd love her. No, she's just lovely. She could be my friend. So interesting. I feel warm, warm, charming. Like the food and show offy. And show what show offy about her? Not unshow offy. Apart from about her meringues.
We're going to try that uh, Cariad meringue. The slow teaspoons. You can technique. hear my husband cleaning up in the background. Oh, thank God he is. Oh, really? he's, he's a good husband, isn't he? No. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Touche. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Cariad Lloyd. Fabulous um, woman. This is Table Manners. And if you'd like... Oh, shit, we didn't ask her Uber rating. Fuck. Oh, and she just texted me, I think. Hold on. Text her back. Quickly. What's your Uber... Rating. Hon, I was really friendly to my Uber driver yesterday, so let me see what's going on today. I told my Uber driver the other night he smelt great. <laughs> Did you get an extra point? I don't know. I gave him a two pound tip as well. Okay, I. Oh, 4.46. Still shit. That's not very good. Hon, has she texted me back? Oh, whoa. Mum, mum, mum. Cariad, 4.72. Shit! Not great, she says, but I ate in one the other day, was desperate, and I think it's knocked me down. Babe, that's one of the highest. That's one of the highest. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. The music you've listened to on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. And Table Manners is edited by... The wonderful Alice Williams.